Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have this Dana Gastic French, founder of Upriver Education, a woman-owned educational consulting firm with a mission to maximize outcomes for multilingual learners. Fantastic. Dana, welcome to the show. Hi there. Thank you for having me today. You're so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on you know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? Absolutely. I'd love to. So I have been in business um, in my second year right now, full time as a solopreneur education consultant. We're located on the East Coast of the U.S. And we work with K-12 schools who have students who are in their schools taking classes in English, but learning English at the same time. And that's a unique challenge for schools, especially um, as populations grow and diversify, um, especially given all that's going on globally. I think a lot of schools are seeing an influx of students that fit this profile and they're not necessarily positioned to service them best. So my work helps support schools. I directly support educators as well. And it has a real lens of um, Mm. equity and inclusion um, and just radical welcoming for students um, of all backgrounds and their families. So is this one of the maybe the biggest blocks that that you've seen, that you found that um, stops people learning, doing, uh, coming together? I think there's, there's so many angles that you can sort of take with this. What is it about the work that you do that's just really fulfilling and that you can see the results of it? So what I love about this work is really taking a systems level approach. So Upriver Education was was named after the Desmond Tutu quote, which says there comes a point where we need to stop just pulling people out of the river. We need to go upstream and find out why they're falling in. And as I work with more and more schools and districts and individual educators, what I see is that problems that we are trying to resolve downriver, like at the student level with interventions, actually intervention is not inevitable for students that don't fit the sort of primary and generic profile that we've been used to and has shifted in our schools. So I just love thinking more broadly, taking a Mm. big picture stance and working with clients that really want to roll up their sleeves and take an honest look at at what's happening and, and really get to kind of the core. I love that. And it's the similarity in the work that we do. It's not about mm. okay, how can we just work on the here and the now? It's like, cool, how do you move forward? But again, that quote is fantastic. Go up mm. river. Let's see what's yeah. actually going on. And it can be tough. 
And of course, if there's so much going on at this point in the river, it's how, mm-hmm. how do we do this? We're just trying to juggle as an entrepreneur, juggling all the plates, all the jobs that we do, um, business mm-hmm. owners, juggling the fires that are happening. I just need to do this. Logically, we get that. But yeah, prevention is better than right. cure. But there's a market for both. Actually, the market for cure is oh, yeah, cure, coping, whatever you want to call it, is mm-hmm. what people want. Just solve this problem now. That's right. Uh, so I love that you're like, hell no. Hold on, people. <laughs> let's let's look role. at this and let's look at the bigger picture. So yeah. what was it that that was your catalyst for um, you know, leaving corporate, for leaving your job and being like, yes, I wanna, I wanna become an entrepreneur. This is my mission. I've seen what I want to do, and I'm damn it, I'm gonna do it. What was that like? That um, I think came it was a multi sort of pronged effort on the part of the universe <laughs> to kind of force my hand, I would say, um, you know, I think leading up to, I was a, you know, a very sort of well-behaved employee in a district for 20 years who was a teacher and then kind of dutifully made my way up to instructional coach. And then I became a supervisor and then I yeah. directed the program and Parallel to that in my personal life, I was learning how to find more voice and I was learning how to identify when I was perhaps people pleasing in a way that didn't push the mission forward. And the mission in personal world might just be self-fulfillment. In the professional world, it's outcomes for others. Mm. So as I was growing personally and finding and trusting my own inner voice rather than relying and sort of supplanting it with the voice of others, I was doing the same professionally. And I got into this leadership role and my voice, that's not why I was hired. I realized I was hired to comply and not make waves and not unearth. Just do your job, damn it, right? Don't tell us where we're being inequitable. We don't want to hear it. You know, just, yeah, we don't tell, don't, don't be that voice. And so I started to feel this kind of friction um, within the district that I worked in. And I, I've come to learn that this is not uncommon for individuals who represent the underserved, right? Because they're they're kind of having an analogous experience to the folks that they serve, right? Yeah. Um, it's inconvenient, especially in under-resourced places that really just, you know, you know, want you to just, just get the job done. And I started to have a little bit of a crisis of um, perhaps maybe like life and purpose where I said, why am I doing this to myself every day? Am am I, am I responding or am I evolving? And am I perhaps complicit if I'm not really pushing forward? Um, And on the side, I had always, I had always really found a lot of energy from, from training others, from working with others. I I, I loved that piece of my work and I did that on the side. And I thought, you know what, what if I did this for in places where there was a readiness for it? Um, what if I could, I had great ideas. I just, I used to say to make political reference, like I felt like I got obama in my career because I had great initiatives, but the House and Senate were not in my favor. So yeah. it, nothing was going to go anywhere. 
<laughs> um, so you were looking to change the world and the people around you were like, nah, you can't do that. We, we ha- you have this criteria, you have these metrics. That would like take some money or like some yeah. time or yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. just pause in, in that moment. Just let's pause time there. So there are a couple of questions for anyone who's like sort of considering thinking or in this kind of situation. Mm. Um, number one, is it helping in this moment? Now that's a question you can use in so many scenarios, but when you're looking through this scenario, is it helping? Is what I'm doing actually helping the the person I want to serve? Is what I'm doing actually helping society, the country, the state, school, whatever it might be? That's one aspect. And it's an open question. Secondly, what role am I playing in all of this? So you Mm -hmm. can understand what role are you playing? If you're holding fast with, okay, I just need to do my job do what they say. I know it's not really helping. There's more that we can do. There's a red tape, but then we get to hold our own. And when you realize that, yeah, what role am I playing in this? And oh my God, these mm-hmm. questions you can take to parenting as well as entrepreneurship and in business. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, they're amazing where it just comes back into yourself. So I guess whether those questions, similar questions, or whether you came to a conclusion independently, sounds like, but that's the kind of process mindsets thought process that you were sort of going through at that time Mm -hmm. yeah and I think there was a a lot of conflicting sort of voices happening at the same time that said who are you to stay here when you know you have more and at the same time there's this other voice saying who are you to think you have more right because there's this socialization that we are not supposed Mm. to believe or voice our own strength Mm, and so no that place fight. oh my gosh nasty voice <laughs> that's right know your place yeah so you were like sod this i know what my place is i know what i'm i know how i can serve better so what gave you the strength or it sounds like and you, you hinted earlier it was like it wasn't quite all your decision the universe came in and gave you a, a helping hand what was it like where you actually did it I I have this memory of standing with in my in my bedroom with my laptop with my three children and my husband and we all together pressed send on my resignation letter and I was saying good <laughs> and then we cheered and I think what it was it was all coming together for me in that I wasn't feeling fulfilled and that trickles yeah. into your day to day yeah. I recognized that, but there was also this moment of what am I modeling for my children here? And what if, I think I've been taught to ask, not just why me, like, why would I do that? But why not me? Mm. And what if I could show my two girls and my little boy that, you know, if their badass mama could start over again at 45, right? And just go and rock it and they've since come back to me and said I love that you started this business I we love like watching you we think this is the coolest thing I mean they brag about it to their friends so Mm -hmm. you know they're always watching and so I'm not only showing improving to myself and I think they honestly are an easier why than even doing things for yourself sometimes right we use them as a proxy to kind of (laughs) self-love Um, but that's been a big driver. I wasn't my best and happiest self 
And I, because I was, I knew I needed more in my life. And I think I referenced the universe because I, I think sometimes they say, you know, at first, if you need to make a change, you know, you'll just get a little tap on your shoulder or a whisper, and then maybe like a little, little knock. And then eventually it'll just kind of punch you in the face. Right. And it'll kind of sucker punch you. And, um, I was just starting to butt heads at work. It just didn't feel um, in a place I had been for 21 years with a lot of accolades. It just all of a sudden was shifting in a way that I couldn't ignore. And if I was reflective enough, I could see this was a message. This wasn't, and this wasn't just um, a problem to be solved. Yeah. And that is a skill to be able to pause and acknowledge and see what's going on. I mean, hindsight is a great thing. I mean, we can all go back. (laughs) Oh yeah, of course. It's so obvious. Uh, yeah. You know, the amount of stories I hear about, you know, um, different businesses making a change and they they made a massive shift in January 2020. And the question was, do we do we go online or not? And then, of course, uh-huh. well, shuts down. It's like, yeah, I guess. Thanks, God, you universe, sure source, yeah. whatever you believe. <laughs> well played. I couldn't do it on my own. So it, my hand was forced. There are so many stories of, of being being let go or losing something or a situation drastically changing that. Yeah. It's like you are you're too scared to do it on your own for all that the safety, the doubts, the overwhelms, the frustrations, all these things. So it's finding that thing that's like, if you're not gonna do it, come on then, I'll help you do it. So I love these kind of stories. It is it's so much fun to play with this. So you, know, as you, you always have to doubt the yeah budding, I say, you know, like I I remember getting very sensitive during my first marriage because um my then husband would say, Yeah, but yeah, but, and I'd say, stop yeah, butting. But I realized we do that to ourselves. Yeah, I could do that. But, you know, you yeah, know we what say if we a lot on the podcast. The same... Remember, what are butts for? What are butts for? Butts are for pooping. <laughs> so, here, here. let's cheers to that. So, how let's reframe that. Every time you say yeah. a butt, there's going to be a story, there's going to be um, a, a belief, there's going to be a promise that you once had. That's real top level. Oh my god! So, mm-hmm. how to hold space for that? So every time we say a yet yeah or a because, here comes the story. Crumbs. Mm. Try and ask one of the kids to do something, or why do they do something? Yeah, yeah, but here comes the story. Let me explain it. We we're all big kids. In fact, there's no real transition between being a child and being an adult. It's the same person. Still hold these beliefs. So, um, we're going off a tangent. Let's let's rein this back in. So you're the journey that you've been on. Yeah bring it more towards the current day so you're on year two it's been fantastic for you you've seen some massive growth you've mm-hmm. enjoyed the um sort of journey and yes. here we are like the probably the things that you weren't told about oh my gosh you don't just get to do your purpose and serve the people but you got to do everything in a business as a solopreneur to juggle all the tasks what is that like when the reality the entirety of the situation sort of <laughs> came in and sort of slapped you around the face and said here you are here's what you really have to do you know, it's hard to separate what is temporary and what is kind of like a building phase from from what's just your life now. And yeah. the irony is that I came into this not only for impact, but for personal, professional, and really kind of just all of the layers of freedoms, right? Yeah. Um, I wanted that freedom. And I love today I love that I can wake up and decide, do I come to this office? Do I stay at home? Is it, you know, do we have terrible weather and it's pouring and I'm just going to sit in my living room and work with a cup of coffee? 
I get to decide and I love that power and that freedom, Mm. but that there's, but that said, their kind of darker side to that moon is the fact that it comes with a lot of responsibility that really potentially could never shut off. You know, when you're salaried, there are a lot of bright lines around your day. Um, It's pretty defined and someone else doesn't have to make you, you know, do this at 11 p.m. But when you are working for yourself and you have something to build and all you see is that next horizon every time you arrive at one, you just want to keep going. Um, you know, I was listening to a podcast that had Shonda Rhimes on there and she was saying, or a talk that she did, and she was saying she just loves the work. Mm. And I do too. And I think recognizing that you have to draw your own boxes now and, and create your own lines and set your own limits um, so that you can keep that. And I hate to use the word balance. It seems overused, but you can, you can certainly like have all pieces of your life really mm. matters. So I'm working on, you know, how do, how do I do that in a way that's going to grow my business, going to keep my family um, um, engaged and happy and present with me um, in, in all of those pieces. Yeah, because, again, you said that yeah, your, your daughters are actually watching you. They're seeing yeah. you to become the, 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 the powerful entrepreneur that, that you are. And it's kind of beautiful. And but with that comes in, you know, we talk about balance. That is a it's a word that so many people don't like, don't enjoy, don't believe in. It's yeah, it's a tough element. So whatever balance means to you, doesn't have to be 50 yeah. 50. That's not the definition. Right, right. There's the fallacy. So, yeah. But being an entrepreneur, you you go from the nine to five and then work crumbs, it's six to midnight. Oh my gosh, everything <laughs> changes. And it's having that building it without I guess it's once you see some success it's how to scale how to build how to move forward without the wheels falling off of yourself and the business (laughs) so where's the biggest area of focus now where is it that is like cool this is the next level challenge you've got to hear but is it is it personal being able to work and manage yourself through this is it the business how to release certain tasks how to build without your direct input on all these areas what what is it for you I I think that releasing piece is really a challenge for me I happen to be you know this this systems level thinking that I think has brought me a lot of success Mm. also means that I have this brain that kind of needs to always see the big picture and know everything that's going on and so really knowing doing all the books and scheduling my calendar and seeing every email that comes in, I and that I feel like I really have my finger on the pulse of not only the business, but the field, right? And doing all my own research, all of that. Um, but I do recognize it's not totally sustainable. What happens if you don't? What happens if you don't see all the things coming through, if you don't see the absolute how on what to do next? I don't know. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> That's like asking what's on the other side of the universe, right? It's just big and wide and open and unknown. I I don't know if that feels freeing or suffocating. Okay. So you don't know if being able to let go and allow this growth and allow this to 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 work 
and this organic thing that you've built to continue without your direct input. <laughs> That's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you want? What do I want? I do want it to grow. I think what I want and what I resist are probably one and the same. Mm. And maybe that's not a unique quandary. Um, but I want this to be beyond me being the face, right? I, yeah. I've had a lot of success because I think I, I know how to read what people need. I know how to speak in metaphor in a way that makes it make sense. I can do that on the spot. So when I go into a training, it's never the same as the one in the building next door because that's not what that group of people needed. And I'm good read of people and that's helped. Mm. How do I pull myself and that sauce out of this, right? And, and still maintain that level of service. I think that's a question I have. Okay. Where's your, where's your strength? Where's your weakness? What do you love doing? What do you hate doing? What, what's fueled by fear and what's fueled by, well, you said a number of times fulfillment. Mm. Mm. We can sort of juggle those and be like, okay, let's, let's look around all these different things. Cause there's a lot to it. I mean, it's, it's much simpler than it seems. It's not fucking easy, but it is pretty. Right. Right. So, what, what does that feel like with, if you could let go of certain tasks, is it the doing it that's the hardest part? Is it the, the unknown of what if someone doesn't do it in the right way? Is it, then you can't see where that, where that train track, where that car is going, for example. What is it? I'm drawing a connection here. And so bear with me a second. I, I often coach teachers who teach English as a second language. And what we find in schools is that they often do everything but teach English as a second language. They wear all these hats. They're sort of the keepers. They find yeah. winter coats for kids and lunches. And then they translate parent phone calls. And they never quite get around to the real work that's really going to move the needle. And I work with them a lot on self-development, on setting boundaries, on belief in their capacity. Yeah. Because I think a lot of these other tasks are smoke screens for their fear of their capacity to do them. And now you're talking and I realize, shit, that's what I needed all along. <laughs> because the book, keeping the books and keeping my calendar and, um, you know, the things that I could pay a virtual assistant a pretty reasonable rate or a decent rate to do and yeah. still be okay. Um, perhaps I'm holding on to them because I still need to crack a little bit of the core belief in my capacity for great. So if we break it down to a core, fear of success, fear of failure. What do you think? What feels? What, what, what? What do you feel is right? Oh, I don't mind failing. It's success. It's and, and it's this equal, right? Equal parts wanting and fearing. Mm. It's not, that's not a conscious kind of understanding in all moments. Yeah. And this conversation here, I think this is what's beautiful. And this is, this is why we create this podcast, have these conversations of, yeah. you know what you need to do. 
you help coach mm-hmm. people through this um, at a different level, that's, of course, in a different right. situation. And there needs to be a level of forgiveness and understanding and grace that I know you have. But, oh my gosh, knowing it and doing something about it, those are two very different things. And how your clients go about it is going to be completely different to how you go about it. You've all got different right. fears, different doubts, different triggers for guilt, different mm-hmm. ways of being overwhelmed. So one way is not going to work for so many other people. Right, right. You understand where you are, why you're struggling. And we take it from a spiritual and a scientific perspective. And what you need to do to move forward. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. There's less... Ooh, let's get let's get the dinghy out up the river we go right it's all about. <laughs> up the river we go i just like grab a <laughs> plug right here oh beautiful hey this has been so much fun to sort of you know oh my sh- fun. number one to share your business and what it is that you do but also behind the scenes as yeah we hear in real time what it is like for you as you've seen the success and it's like now it's the next level it's exciting yeah. it's scary there's all these realizations and we can't help but grow as human beings as an entrepreneur right Oh, it's just impossible. And I think for me, a lot of the challenge is really believing it. You know, I was, I was walking through, you know, my books the other day and I just called my husband over to show him in part because I was proud and a little incredulous, but I think also I needed to like say it out loud to another human to actually believe and then also that belief, like, will this continue? Like, it's still, you know, you. it's yeah. like you think the moment you prove it to yourself and you do the thing, then you're good, all set, belief secured. But then, you know, your creative doubt system comes in and says, well, can you do it again? Yeah, right? can I look at it? Do, do, are you allowed to? Are you going to jinx it? All these kind of right. things come to play, right? <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Look. Dana, thank you so, so much for sharing with us today. We could keep going for another, I don't know, half an hour, two hours. I know, as we easily. <laughs> explore the other this. side of the universe. I love that. Beautifully put it. <laughs> thank you. So, thank you. Dana, if you want to find out more about you and the, the amazing works that you do, where can they find you? So I am on LinkedIn, Dana Gastic, G-A-S-T-I-C-H, French. Um, they can also find me predominantly through Instagram at upriver underscore education. Um, we're also at uprivereducation.com on the web and, you know, any kind of connections to other platforms are there. Super. Well, everyone go check that out. And Dana, again, thank you so much for being here and sharing. It's been, thank you. It's been incredible. Thank you. Yeah, I've really enjoyed this. Thanks for your insights. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.